Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Welcome to the Broad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, I think that was a record in terms of speed for me delivering the intro. What do you reckon? Well, fast. you've extended it now by talking about how quick you are, so you've absolutely <laughs> pooed on your own chips, to be quite frank. Oh, dearie me. Chrissy hey, Broad... Girl. I'm good. Uh, it's been a great week. I'm off on my holidays next week, so I'm very much looking forward to not doing anything for a week or two. Holiday? Um, Where are you going? What are you holiday, doing? mate. Off to the... Uh, not the Canary Islands. What are the Canary Islands? Not what's Tenerife, Ten. I think I'm going to Tenerife, Chris. I think I'm going to Tenerife. You think Tenerife. you're going... I think I'm going to Tenerife. You don't even know where you're going on your holiday. You are the all I need to know. All we need to well, no, but all we need to know is: is it an amber country? Is it a red country? Is it a green country? Because there are so many bloody hopes you got to leap through uh, for vaccinated people still. Uh, So that might change in the near future. So I've got to get a test while I'm out there. Test when I get home. Actually, it's it's not too bad. It sounds very manageable, to be quite frank. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I'm I'm still like on the fence about coming home because of all the 400 tests and all the the sort of just the ambiguity around what happens when I come back, and that's why I'm watching Mm. carefully to see what happens to Connor Sea Dog VA, who is (laughs) coming back from the UK, I think next week, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he has to go through in Japan. Like Mm. I think in Japan at the moment, you have to sort of stay in a hotel for six days sort of a quarantine yes. so yeah, it could be kind of fun could be up. a good vlog right vlog, pot- <laughs> vlog youtube potential i'm i'm choosing a love hotel <laughs> i want to stay in a love hotel i want to do my quarantine in a, in a stinking love hotel <laughs> you'd love it you'd absolutely love it it'd cash in on that i've just had a big old oyakudon for dinner do you know what ah. oyakudon is I think it's probably got something to do with rice in it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, is is rice, yeah. But what about the first mm-hmm. bit, the hard bit? Oyaku. Oyakodon. Oyaku. Oh, eel? O- I don't o- know. Oyakodon. I have... Oyaku. Yaku. Beef? Got to be beef, hasn't it? Yakuniku. All mm-hmm. right. It's yeah. close, but then it's not. It's not close. Oya no. means parent. Ko means child. Parent and child. Don rice bowl. That did not made hint. it any easier for me. That's not made. That's a hint, is it? It's not made it any easier for me. You went Parent for a kids' and meal. Child. Right. On, okay. What guess. does that mean? Parent and child. Parent and child. Father and son. It's a. Uh, 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 I don't know. 
What came first, Pete? What came first? Oh, chicken and egg. Oh, so it's chicken hey. and egg. Chicken, chicken and egg. egg. Yes. Chicken oh, that's egg. hilarious. That's adorable. It's pretty sinister, isn't it? That is sinister. pretty sinister. Yeah, you don't want to think about that, but that's hilarious. So it's chicken <laughs> and egg and rice. Correct. It is. Yeah, let's get some chicken, marinate it in a bit of soy sauce, kind of a, mm. a sweet sort of sauce on it, and mm. then it's cooked in egg and stuffed on top of a bowl of rice. It's really nice. You've got a nice sort of <laughs> the saltiness of the chicken and the sweetness of the sauce and the egg. Yeah, it's a really nice filling, warm dish. And I, it's one of my favourite Japanese dishes. And not a lot of people know about it. Mm. Oh, stunning. But well, well, now everyone knows about it because this popular, sorry, this podcast is very popular rather than this podcast is very popular, popular podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, oyakodon. You could do it at home, right? But I guess I suppose the only difficult bit is you would need like soy sauce and I think it's got like mirin and uh, lots of different ingredients in. But We've got dish. mirin in Look the house, that. mate. We've got mirin in the house. If you've got any, oh, if yeah. you've got a, a love for Japan, um, a lot of times people for Christmas will buy you a little hamper with Japanese uh, ingredients. So I've got loads mm. of uh, seaweed, loads of mirin and a surprising amount of miso paste. <laughs> Have you ever have you ever cooked a, a Japanese recipe before? I don't know. I don't know much about your cooking exploits. I don't think you've ever really revealed that you that you can cook. How I know I, I certainly can't. No. Yeah. I've made uh, okonomiyaki a few times. That that's pretty simple. Yeah, with the right, old, yeah. uh, with the old sh- shaved shaved fish and all that business. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, it's an easy dish, I guess, but it's uh, it's hard to sort of get it right in in our pans. You've really got to have like a proper like plate to cook that sort of thing, haven't you? Do you know what style of okonomiyaki it was? Was it Osaka it was or Hiroshima? very much uh, <laughs> the Donaldson style. It was the Donaldson Hartley style. Hartley pool variation. <laughs> it's a bit sweet. Uh, Osaka. Lovely. Beautiful. Beautiful. I made this, uh, I made a, what was I made? I made a pad thai, but I didn't have any chicken, didn't have any prawns. So I just <laughs> um, found some uh, octopus in a tin. It was like covered in. Oh. It was octopus or squid. Not a squid, actually. Squid. Um, in you know, like they, they they put the ink into the uh, into the into the can. So this is yeah. black, pitch black, um, squid in a, a pad thai. It looked disgusting, but it tastes delicious. I have to say, that it sounds, tastes lovely. That sounds absolutely horrific. Horrific. That yeah, does not sound was. edible, Pete. It was very much oh, like when Japan do it. those kind of like promotional Burger King Spider Man meals where the, the bun is black and the fries are little, yeah, little yeah, yeah. Uh, webs. <laughs> it's disgusting. I love the old I love the old black buns over here. There's always a promotion mm. once or twice a year from Burger King where the buns are black and covered in squidding and it's never <laughs> ever tasted black. good. No. Awful. Squidding has quite a kind of potent flavour as well. You don't want that in your bread. You want it to be sweet and light oh, and right. fluffy and mmm, delicious. I'm not a fan, but the main takeaway from this introduction is don't don't let Pete cook dinner for you. Uh, <laughs> I'm no, not sure who will be worse improvise. in the kitchen out of you or I. He would be worse in the kitchen. It's, you, you it's clearly you, Chris, because you all you yeah. eat is fried chicken. And have you ever well, fried well, your own well. chicken? Uh, no, no, I just pan <laughs> fried it. Pan fry, right? Okay, stick it in the pan. Job done. Yeah, pan fried cook a lot salads. of tempura every now and again. Delicious. You cooked tempura. Like... Ah. Yeah. Well, a good friend of mine, actually, who is a uh, a Japanese um, a boxer champion, he used to be one of the best, biggest, best boxing mm. champions in Japan. He started a cooking Big channel three months ago boy. called uh, Champs Japanese Kitchen. And mm. uh, I, well, I shouted him out a few times, but he's done a really good job with these videos. And he's gone from zero to 100,000 subscribers 
in Whoa. about four months, um, just off of five or six videos. Yeah, it's incredible. Cool. Like, I think he's uh, he's just quite authentic. He's a, he speaks mm. uh, English really well with a sort of American accent, so he's easy to understand. Really nice guy, very mm. likable. But if you're into Japanese cooking, I highly recommend checking him out. Champ's Japanese Kitchen. Um, he do, he, like, he teaches the recipes in a very nice, easy to understand way. And even mm. I've watched a few of the videos and gone, oh yeah, I could probably do that. Effort though, <laughs> isn't it? But uh, it maybe I'll get effort. on it. It is. I'll get on it. What's your? Because you've obviously got a, a quite a small Japanese apartment. What's the uh, What's the kitchen situation? Do you have much of a hob? Do you have much of an oven? Well, I got a. I haven't got an oven, but I've got like a hob. Yeah, mm. that's the thing, right? You don't really have like ovens in Japan, which is. Mm. quite a strange thing coming from the UK where every single yeah. dish is cooked in an oven or a microwave, preferably an oven. But I, mm. yeah, I mean, I, I, no, I just, I've never <laughs> cooked anything in my kitchen. I've got the studio. The studio's actually got a hob in it, right? That's gas powered, right. but I didn't pay the gas bill. So there's no gas. And thus the hob is just for Could decoration. You know, just sort of bring in some, bring in some butane, little, little butane canisters <laughs> you get in 7-Eleven. I like, um, I was watching uh, Toki Doki Traveller, uh, who obviously works for Tokyo Creative. She was doing a little mm. apartment tour and um, I, I think recently she'd had a lot, in, like a lot of insects sort of join her in her new apartment, but she uh, has an oven uh, and it's, and it's very Japanese because it just sings, like it just sings this little bit of music every time you open the door what? and do stuff, which is adorable. What does it sing? And also, what does it sing? it's like a silly little, it's just a bit much when you're just trying to cook some fish fingers. It doesn't do a cover of the doors or anything good. Fire, doom, 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 burn, something like that. Oh, man. Well, maybe I'll cook something in the studio. Maybe I'll get some gas sorted out. We'll see. Could be a broad in a pan, finally realised. Although the kitchen in the studio is shockingly small and really unpleasant, right. and it's got a flickering light. It literally looks like a fucking Stephen King set piece, the kitchen <laughs> in the studio. So I don't think I'm going to be filming in there anytime soon, but I've got get, to do a get tour. Get yourself a new point. light, mate. Get yourself a new light. Yeah, we need to, We want yes, to see this bloody studio, for crying out loud. Have you, got, um, have you got everything moved in yet? Is everything kind of in place? I mean, I kind, yeah, kind of, but then the main bit of the studio isn't built yet, and that is the uh, mm. the set. Where I'm going to do most right. of the videos. I think I've I've shown you some mock-ups of the set. So, uh, oh, it looks I, it's yeah. I mean, I've wanted. I've always wanted like a proper kind of film set to shoot in, and uh, this studio is big enough to to fit something good in. And so I'm getting like a ramen shop designed and built in there, as well as like a Blade Runner inspired cyberpunk esque alleyway with lots of pipes and lots of grip. And uh, it's, yeah, it's going to be should be finished in about four to five weeks, and then after that, I'll do the studio tour, and it's going to be amazing mm. if it turns out well. And I'm not building it now. How would they? Um... I can't. I can't salitate <laughs> like a piece of paper together. Where would you even go to? <laughs> where would you even? Oh, it sounds like you can't even replace a bloody light in your kitchen. Um, where would you even? Uh, where would you even kind of find someone to like build a set? Like, is it in the telephone directory? How, how do you find these people? I just went, you know, I walked down in front of Sendai Station, just started asking people if they could. <laughs> no, I've got a friend and he, and he knows people. I've got a friend of a friend yeah. and he knows people. Knows people. I see. In the industry. Yeah. But Jobs I mean, for it, the boys. it looks good. <laughs> Confusing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not going to be cheap, but, you know, hopefully it'll last a good few years and I can do like a weekly show yeah. from there and have fun with it. So, yeah, it should be good. To be good. Looking forward to it. We got a story this Lovely. week from Fun. Who is it? Matthew. Matthew from Alberta. An exotic locale. 
in West Canada. Mm. Hello, Drip King Chris and Baron of Clout Pete. Baron of Clout. My name is Matthew and I hail from the land of AAA beef and Nickelback, aka Alberta, Canada. My fiance and I had our first and currently <laughs> only trip to Japan back in 2019 for a full month. I thought I would share our favourite story with you and one that has inspired our next trip to Japan, accidentally climbing a mountain in Hiroshima in Kyoto. Uh, during one of our outings to Kyoto from the hostel, we based ourselves out uh, out of Osaka. Uh, we decided that we wanted to finish out our day with a trip to Arashiyama Bamboo Grove and have some dinner. So we fired up Google Maps machine, typed in Arashiyama Bamboo Grove and made for the train. We followed out the Google Maps street by street, never once questioning it, and this would prove to be our undoing and the start of a rather spontaneous adventure. Um, the Arashiyama Bamboo Forest, you've been there, right, Pete? It's the sort of mm. iconic... Whenever you see Kyoto, it's like one of the three things that get shown. So uh, these beautiful bamboo forests, right? Yeah. You know it. You see it. Yeah. It's, 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 it's nice. on the front You've of every single guidebook ever. It is. It is. But it, it's it's good. It's a really nice place. Um, after a good 45 minutes of walking, we arrived at a narrow path next to a small parking lot. At the entrance to the pathway was a small group of foreign tourists reading a sign that said in perfect English, Google Maps is wrong. This is not the monkey park. Monkey Park is this way, along with a picture map of how to get to the Monkey Ooh. Park, Pete's favourite place. Now, this should have been our first clue that something was amiss, <laughs> but we ignored it and proceeded up the path. After all, we weren't looking for the Monkey Park, we were looking for the Bamboo Forest. After starting up a winding path that only seemed to get steeper and steeper, and a small bamboo forest that soon gave way to what I assume was a cedar forest, uh, we continued on our way, seeing less and less bamboo. Um, we had no idea where we were. Eventually, we came to a trail sign and a four-way split in the path, one path leading to a temple, uh, one the way we came, and the other two leading to a loop with a very intriguing landmark, Castle Ruins. We decided that if we weren't going to see the bamboo forest, we should absolutely go and see these castle ruins. That leads us to begin on a three-hour trip of what would become our five-hour hike as we braved narrowing and crumbling paths, a dead end with rocks and climbing rope, and we had to scale to continue with forks in the road that no longer had English on them. Eventually, we stopped to hydrate, only to discover we were nearly out of water, had no food, and realised that the sun was going down quite quickly. After quickly weighing our options and deciding that no ruins are worth being stranded on a mountain in the dark, let alone in a country where we barely spoke the language, and not even being dressed or equipped for a hike in general, we turned around and went back the way we came, running into a photographer from a city next to ours back home, looking for all of looking for, of all things, the monkey park. We'd reached the bottom of the path, exhausted and thirsty, when an older Japanese man on a scooter saw us and our new photographer friend emerging from the path. In near-perfect, well-accented English, he said, Oh, my goodness, you poor folks must be starving. And he reached into his bag and produced three of the largest, reddest apples we've ever seen in our life. After each one, after we each took one and thanked him over and over, both in Japanese and English, he pointed us towards where we could find some good dinner and a station, and he was on his way. The apples were, without question, the most crisp and juicy apples I think I ever had, and they almost brought a tear to our eyes as we walked... <laughs> this is a fucking ridiculous story. As we walked to the nearest vending machine we could find and loaded up water, we owe abroad Japan a great deal out of thanks for helping us prepare and plan a great deal of our trip. Um, thank you, guys. Sincerely, Matthew from Alberta. A story that didn't really have a point, but there was apples and he got lost. But what an think, adventure, Matthew. What an incredible story. 
I mean, eh, I very much like uh, a, a trip that uh, where they get completely lost. They don't, don't really know where they are uh, and they're starving. Um, they lay solely at the door of Abroad Japan uh, as inspiration. Uh, and also, um, we've learnt nothing from the Garden of Eden, have we? We've learnt nothing from Snow White. <laughs> People just handing out apples <laughs> left, right, and centre. Well, yeah, I'll eat that. I'll just eat that man coming out of the bushes. Do you want to eat these apples? Yeah, cool. Get get them down. The poison apples. Lovely. Poison apples of Kyoto. <laughs> uh... oh, it's kind of nice, though. I guess. I, I mean, three-hour hike. That's quite considerable when you don't know where mm. you're going. Yeah, an Ashiyama bamboo forest. There is no hike. It's just there. You don't even have to it's walk there. anywhere. It's yeah, just, just, just look there it. by the station. Yeah, man. But well done, Matthew. Uh, At least you got some yeah. exercise in. You got your ten thousand steps, and you got a juicy apple. That's what I call Indeed. a successful day trip. <laughs> oh, <God>. Ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this week, Pete. I uh, my Twitter feed's been bombarded with a news story Ooh. that. Isn't overly interesting, in fairness, but the photos are kind of cool. Um, Japan's still rolling out the vaccine. It's doing a very good job. I think they've um, overtaken America this week, and now Japan is somewhere like I think, 65% fully vaccinated. Um, wow. Don't hold me to account on that. Or, they, or I think 65% of the population has been vaccinated, but not fully vaccinated. Not sure. Mm. Need to read up on that. Either way, they're rolling out <laughs> the vaccine, and uh, there's a photo of a guy in a pachinko parlor playing pachinko, mm. while a nurse just shoves a needle in his arm and just injects him with the vaccine. If you click on the article, in the, um, <laughs> if you click on the link in the article, you can see the photo. It is mm. a great photo. Um, it, I don't really know why they're doing it, though. I don't know what's going on. I, it, it looks <laughs> well, like this guy is just not giving up playing pachinko, and they're just injecting him with drugs to prolong his pachinko <laughs> exploits. It's just kind of graphic and <laughs> bizarre. Have you seen it? I mean, I've seen it. I mean, have they just kind of opened up the pachinko parlors for vaccinations rather than just getting people while they're playing pachinko and they're distracted? I'm fairly certain this is an organised thing. <laughs> they're not just running in, jabbing people in the arm while the, the, the cacophony uh, that is the, the, the pachinko parlour uh, sort of rumbles on. But it's a really good idea. I mean, like, you know, these they have seats, they have space, they have... Um, you know the will. <laughs> they, it's the will. relatively clean, even though quite cigarettey. I suppose you probably don't want to get a, an injection when there's so much cigarette smoke oh, God, around. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's a really nice idea, and it sounds like the uh, vaccination uh, rate has gone up and up over the past few, well, couple of months. It is encouraging. I think mm. it just what I mean. The main takeaway is pachinko is addictive. I've still never really understood <laughs> like why people enjoy pachinko i guess it's just because mm. there's not much to do in the countryside right mm. um I, I mean i've i've i think abroad japan is the number one video on pachinko this mm. bulb like for those of you who don't know what it is because I, I don't think i'd ever heard about it before i came to japan it's a arcade machine filled with ball bearings and they go round and round in circles and then when you win them you get like 150 ball bearings come out at once and you have this big bucket filled with ball bearings that you cash in for a ticket uh, but because you're not allowed to gamble in Japan, you have to trade the ticket at a separate building around the corner, uh, and it's all rather bizarre. It's like a weird loophole. But you hand in the ticket, and then you get your money there. But um, I guess it's it's just not much to do in the countryside, so people just enjoy doing it. Apparently, Natsuki <laughs> used to play it, and uh, mm. he's actually quite good at it. I don't, I don't know how much luck and skill is required in Pachinko, but uh, he'd won a lot of money doing it before he gave up. 
sure I <laughs> gave up if he'd won that match. And, and, I mean, surely. I mean, like, <laughs> I imagine his uh, particular career um, kind of ended with him losing a substantial amount of money, as most things like that uh, do. I think with um, Pachinko, it's kind of... I mean, what I love about uh, uh, Natsuki doing it is that like, he'll just have a crack at any vice. Drinking, smoking, uh, gambling, <laughs> he'll do a little bit of everything. Uh, but yes, it's all very confusing and, and, and the halls are so ubiquitous. But if you know that a certain hall is going to be doing uh, you know, your vaccines, go in, play a couple of rounds of pachinko and then uh, get, get your jab. Lovely old job. And Absolutely. obviously it uh, appeals to an older demographic as well because they seem to be the ones who are, uh, who are playing pachinko. Yeah, I'd say that's a fairly accurate generalisation. It is it is people that are slightly older. I think uh, mm. these days younger folks have got better things to do with their time. But uh, I just what's astonishing is when it, when I first moved to Japan, I was out in the middle of nowhere in Sakata. I'd be driving down the road and you see these massive buildings, casino-sized buildings, and you'd be like, mm. what the heck's in there? Mm. And then you discover it's Pachinko. And, you know, you go in and there are like 150, 200 I think a thousand machines on average in, a, in a, yeah. many of these buildings, and it's just insanity. And it's so loud, it's so smoky, it's so full on. It is basically like torture going in a pachinko place the first time you go in. Like you've yeah. actually been in one. You ever gone in one? God forbid. I've had, a, I've had a roll around. I've sat at the machine, um, just got confused about what the hell's going on, and then and then walked out again. Uh, there's kind of like a variant that you see in arcades uh, every now and again, um, where they're instead of um, little steel ball bearings, it's uh, coins, like a lot, a lot of uh, little kind of. I think they call them medals. Uh, similar sort of thing. You uh, mm, you know, it spits mm. out a lot of medals. It's not actually coin, like you know, coins as we understand it, but little kind of uh, tokens, I suppose. Um, similar mm. sort of thing. You you can't um, exchange those directly for money. You got to change them for a receipt, and then you go around the corner and uh, and, and get and get the cash. But yeah, similar sort of uh, game. But they always seem a little bigger and a little bit more kind of like gravity based. They're like the two penny machines in uh, arcades mm. in in Britain, really. So uh, yeah, it's it, it's just so bloody loud and confusing, Chris. I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> Probably your video, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, go check it out. That's, that's the, indeed. That's the only the only place where you could, where it's worth seeing. Really it. like, don't action. go and do it in person. Yeah, it's not much fun. We'll be back in a moment with the fax machine and your questions. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realize that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension. So you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. And we're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dawson? We got a message from... I ain't got a name, but they come. They hail from the Philippines. I've been binging the podcast since early 2021. Do places in Japan look and feel different on videos than in real life? I feel in love with Japan through many channels, yours included, and I'm wondering if I uh, just overrate it inside my mind and would be underwhelmed when I finally go there. Thanks to both of you, and good luck. Lovely uh, person there. So sorry, sorry we've missed off your name in the concatenation collection of that email, but uh, lovely to have you along whoever you are and indeed were <laughs> yeah all we know is from the, they're from the philippines so thank from you. the philippines but i i mean i i, I when looking at that hotel video i did with connor the other day which we've talked about a lot mm. i some people said like oh it doesn't look that bad and the, tr- the trouble with video is you're only looking at something from like one or actually two senses right sound and vision but i don't know i've i've always felt like I've tried to do Japan justice on camera. Um, Mount justice Fiji, delicious. justice delicious. Mount Fiji never looks that good on camera. Whenever I shot it, <laughs> I find Mount uh, Fiji looks way more impressive in person than it ever does on camera. It just never looks right. Um, yeah. What else? I mean, I, I, some people call me out. I remember some guy, our Osaka video we did years ago. Someone called mm. me out for color grading it so it. It looked kind of like a cyberpunky kind of looked, right, yeah. had like okay. a blue tint to it, mm. and uh, you know he sort of said, "Oh, it doesn't look like that. It looks like this." But you know, videos you're supposed to have a bit of fun with it. I like color grading. You know, like, <laughs> it, it makes it a little more interesting. Oh, you and made exciting. it all black and white, and and it's not black and white <laughs> in the in the real world. I'm fuming, <laughs> absolutely fuming. <laughs> but look, no, for the most part, Japan does look as good as it is in the videos. Like, uh, well, I think. You know, one of my favourite sequences I shot last year was the start, I think the opening minute or two of a video I made called Driving in Japan. And in that video, right. I had like a montage with the drone and rice fields and the sea. And I I felt like I did the countryside Japan justice in that. Mm. Like Japan is really beautiful when you go out into the countryside in the summer or the autumn. And uh, mm. yeah, I don't think you'll be disappointed when you get here. Don't worry. You're not going to get out <laughs> and play worry, and be like, mate. oh no, it doesn't look that good. Narrator <laughs> Airport is far from fun. We got one here from Stefanos. He says, hey, Chris and Pete, I would like to share a surprising discovery that my girlfriend made recently while strolling around Yokohama. As she was browsing through the drink section in one of the stores looking for something refreshing, uh, she came across, wait for it, a gyoza 
a gyoza flavored soft drink. Oh, good God. <laughs> My question to you is what kind of bizarre foods and beverages have you come across during your stay in Japan from Stephanus? And um, yeah, good God, the gyoza, the gyoza drink. Why does anyone think this is a good idea? A dumpling flavored fizzy pop. Well, you kind of get this sort of thing in uh, kind of America. Um, and I've only ever seen it in kind of like tourist traps. You get like um, kind of ranch dressing flavored soda, like bacon flavored soda and stuff like that. And it's very silly. It doesn't really smell or taste like any of those things. But you're in a situation <laughs> where you just it's just something silly to buy. But I'd love to have a crack at some lovely salty gyoza flavored uh, soda. Delicious. I mean... I've I've seen it before. Like I have seen it before, and mm. I've just I've just thought no. Like even for a video, I don't think it's willing. I don't think just I'm willing to put myself it. through that. Drink no. it. You are, you are so scaredy. What a scaredy cat. <laughs> drink everything. I... Eat everything, and die at forty. That is the plan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've I've. What's the worst thing I've eaten in Japan? Probably that bee larvae. And the grasshoppers mm. and the locust that they sell at Humber. The you were big on the uh, you were big rough. on the internet sensation that was Tide Pod eating as well, weren't you? Big fan of that. <laughs> <laughs> Why do people do that? Why do people eat Tide Pods, Pete? Because they're because they're delicious. I don't know. Right. Because <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> I don't know. Disgusting. You heard it here mm. first. Mm. Bit of a Tide Pod. Wash it down <laughs> with some gyoza flavoured fizzy pot. <laughs> it's a Lovely. solid cheese day. Solid <laughs> Got a message from Cooper, Cooper Gregory. Hello, CG. Um, uh, salutations, Lord Chris and Sir Pete Cooper from Arkansas here. How y'all doing? Uh, I have a question for you, gentlemen. If you could take three things from Japan to a deserted island, what would it be and why would it be coolish, Pete? <laughs> yeah. Go on then. What would you take? What would you take? Is it going to be coolish? Get... Ice There's the these special kinds of little mini cupboards um, I don't know why this product exists uh, only in Japan because the, um, the, the the houses are very small. But there's this tiny little cupboard that you can steam your clothes. You put a jacket in or a pair of trousers and it absolutely steams the flip out of them. And then uh, I think you put it into and there's, there's two compartments and then you sort of take the hanger with your, with your suit or, whatever, or your shirt and you put it in the next one. And it just gently kind of like wobbles the shirt. And, and, and suit. It yeah. just gently wobbles whatever you put on the old uh, on the old coat hanger, um, um, and it's it's very therapeutic to watch. It's very strange to experience, but they're all over um, Yodobashi Camera or whatever, or a bit Camera or whatever. They, they are all they, they seem to be very popular with the Japanese. They love a little cupboard that you can steam your clothes in, and it does a little shaky shake on it afterwards. Shake all. So you're going to take that to a desert island with yep. no electricity. <laughs> Look your best. It'll be solar powered. Powered. It'll be solar powered. I'm afraid. Yeah. What about the other two items? Uh, oh, I don't know. Um, like a really a shirt, bad, a really bad, um, uh, like really heavy um, PC engine uh, video game system uh, slash uh, computer. <laughs> Uh, that uh, that runs nothing. It, it, all the games are absolute trash. It runs nothing, and it's the worst. <laughs> I want that. I want to be miserable on that desert island. <laughs> and also that horrible uh, racist book uh, that the man from who owns that hotel <laughs> chain, the Apple Hotels. I want to say hotels. I want to find out. I don't want to find out what he's what he's all all about. Love that book. The Real History of Japan. Cracking book. If you go to Upper Hotel, you can read the book, The Real History of Japan. I can't... I think I went there last year. I couldn't find it. I was really disappointed. Oh, 
I love having a read. Maybe of that. it's become unpalatable. Maybe the shareholders sort of went, you know what, mate? Maybe maybe take maybe take your weird muggy little <laughs> book out of the out of the hotel rooms, and, and the share price might go up. I love that book. I think you should just read that out on a YouTube video. That'll be cracking. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest, a lot of uh, right-wing vloggers, uh, that's very much... I mean, it would be... The the differences would be imperceptible (laughs) compared to the kind of (laughs) shit that they sprout. (laughs) What a book. I would take a samurai samurai sword to protect myself, some rice seeds to grow and eat, and then I'd probably just take Natsuki to tend to the rice (laughs) and uh, just, just wield the sword. Yeah. And beautiful. So, I beautiful. I love uh, <laughs> I think you've got the better selection though. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Okie dokie. <laughs> I do quite I do quite want the um the first time I saw the the shirt device, I don't even know what it's called. The the magic <laughs> shirt wardrobe. I saw it at a robot yeah. rest not robot restaurant, uh, the um the robot hotel. Remember mm. the robot hotel? One's just opened uh, up in yes. Sendai. Yes, 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 yes. Everything's automated, everything works. Except it doesn't, and they got rid of <laughs> lots of the robots and had to actually bring in staff in the end because they realised <laughs> having robot velociraptors isn't a great business plan when they break. Um, no, God, I need to go. Re- I was really gen. I went and did a video there, and I was really generous because they let me film, and I hid the fact that like half the stuff just wasn't working. I regret that now. <laughs> Maybe they're fixed now. I'm a liar. Maybe it's fine. Maybe they're fixed. Maybe to be fair, it was like they just opened. And, Big liar. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. If you've been to the Robot Hotel, let us know what it was like. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming mm. into Braun Japan Podcast at <laughs> gmail.com. We'll be back in the next few days to do it all over again, guys. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days. And we'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Braun Japan Podcast. Bye for now. Production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.